0: You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network.
1: All right, then. On with the show.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this episode and this show, but also some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one your host, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing better than your Zoom camera, man. Woof. Hey, don't hate on um, the staticness. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, this
0: is the reason that we can only do audio is because Ronnie's camera glitches out so bad just when he talks to me, though, apparently.
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it Every time I've been on Zoom, no one's said anything except for you. So it's oh my either because like usually when I do meetings, there's a bunch of us. So I don't know <laughs> if it's. Maybe they just don't notice, or... Oh, you can't not notice it. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, one of these days, I'm going to film it while we're uh, recording, just so... I wonder if I record it, like, if it'll just be fine. I don't
1: know, because it shows on my screen the staticky jitter jumping from one thing to another thing, too, so... It's
0: so scary. It's so jarring.
1: It's it's tough when you have ADD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know,
0: right? But uh, we are back, and this week, we're going to be talking about something a little bit... M- More on the dark side of the force, I guess, a little bit.
1: Ah, I see what you did there, dark side.
0: Yeah, no, dark side, I mean, just, I guess, that that wasn't my intention at all, under any circumstances, (laughs) but here here we are. Uh, We are going to be talking about the rise in popularity of not only the anti-hero, but also the villain because we live in a time the 90s were the rise of the anti-hero where the anti-hero was the coolest thing they had they were yeah. big they were muscular they had spikes there was nothing more 90s than some of the some of the villains or heroes that we saw like uh, Azrael when he took over as Batman wore like the Batman armor suit like every everything had yeah. spikes and ribbons and all these it was weird Bandoliers, that was a big thing too. A lot of bandoliers. Yeah. Um, and now we're in the era where it's the era of the villain, especially the redeemable villain. You got your Loki's, yeah. your Silers, like stuff like that. So that's gonna be the main focus of this episode. We're gonna kind of dive into, you know, some of the our favorite anti-heroes, our favorite villains, and what makes them different. And especially nowadays, because now it's about the sympathy. Do audiences relate better to those kind of characters versus the hero type characters. So first and foremost, Ronnie, are you more of an anti-hero guy or a hero guy?
1: Uh, I don't know. That's a tough, I feel, I feel like I'm a anti-hero, you know, I or I should say I like them more because I feel like they're a little bit more relatable than most heroes are.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I I find Captain
0: America very relatable. Just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah, you with your super soldier serum and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so
0: let's let's start off with a couple of definitions because, in all honesty, heroes are becoming more complex too. Because that that was a big complaint. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's funny. I saw a meme the other day. I think I saved it and I was gonna sh- uh, share it on our page. But basically, it shows Brandon Routh Superman, and it shows Henry Cavill Superman, and it's like a comparison between the two of them. And like, it's like. Uh, Brandon Routh no fight scenes. Man of Steel, too many fight scenes, and like it's it's all like, con- con- yeah, you know, like contradicting stuff. And it's like, what do you want? You want this, but then when we give it to you too much, you don't want it anymore. But yeah. nowadays you have heroes. You know, you look at Henry Cavill's Man of Steel. You look at Chris Evans Captain America, who are these? Yes, they're very clean cut. But the whole point of the Winter Soldier movie is be is Captain America fighting against the government, quote unquote. Yeah. So, not all, even all the heroes that have. we Let's define a hero a good guy by having the strongest moral code. Yeah. Do you consider Batman yes. a hero or an anti hero?
1: So, technically, he's a hero. The way he goes about what he does, you can say, is a little anti hero ish. Mm-hmm. But to me, an anti hero does the right things, but not for the necessarily the right reasons and a hero does the right thing for the right reasons which batman does right he protects gotham he goes after those robbers and you know he goes off after low level and high level and he does it for protection while an anti-hero does it more like to his own horn per se
0: i would say that there's it's the moral a stronghold that that's where you get these heroes like batman who, even though technically he's a vigilante, he still he doesn't cross certain lines. I always yeah. say that anti-heroes are much more comfortable crossing lines. They're more of a, a the ends justify the means kind of characters, yeah. like your Wolverine, your puncher. Like it's funny. You watch uh, you watch Logan, right? Which is a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. We're very we're like we're we love Logan. We're also very excited for Deadpool three, but yeah. he like slaughters people in it, like murders yeah. them. And yes, they're bad guys, but like they 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 die, and yeah. nobody blinks an eye. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, the violence!" Yes, we finally got what we wanted. This all yeah. this time, Batman killed a couple of people in every Batman movie, and people are like, "Oh my god, Batman's killing people."
1: This, he's a murderer. Despite the he's fact not that he's a good guy, Batman killed a lot of people in the comics for years. Um, Th- that's what he does, though. Like that's the thing is, like you've seen him kill people but then you have someone like superman that has definitely killed people oh my god yes but everybody but you lost their mind it. it's it's like oh that building just fell but there were hundreds of people inside of it you well know what I mean? it's like,
0: funny because superman has killed in the comics too and mm-hmm. but when he killed zod in man of steel people lost their mind even though in superman 2 he throws Zod into an endless abyss yeah. Did you know in the, the, in, the in the Donner Cut they actually show that they all survived, all three of those guys? Oh, really? Yeah, they just got like they fell at the bottom and that was it. and they got they get arrested in the Donner oh, Cut. Wow. Yeah, at the end they get they all get arrested. But so for me like whenever I think hero versus anti-hero, it's oh killing's really the biggest the yeah. like st- standby. Like I love the episode of Daredevil where, you know, just the two of them are on the rooftop just talking about it. Yeah. And, and explaining, like, if the, if you want a lesson in what a hero versus an anti-hero is, that's a scene I point people to. And it's mm-hmm. really, it's about not crossing that line. Yeah, um, And, you know, like, in real life, there are laws for self-defense and justifiable type stuff. But the idea is that heroes don't do that. And that's why Man of Steel was so... I, I actually, when I first saw it, I hated it that he killed Zada. Mm-hmm. Like, I hated it. Yeah. But then, like... The more I thought about it, and the more like people, you know, discussions and YouTube videos and all this, I was like, I okay, I I can kind of get behind it. He yeah. like, what do you do when you have no choice? And I, I, you know, obviously there, it's not without its flaws. It's not without its flaws at all. But it's definitely <laughs> something that I I kind of rally behind because then you have characters yeah. like Magneto. Or, yes. you know, or even the Joker. And the whole discussion is the one bad day. I love the one bad day argument. Yeah. They they kind of touch on it in the Dark Knight with the Joker. Like, you know, he's not, you know, mm-hmm. the end he, he tries to prove that everyone is bad. But yes. Batman, you know, Batman's faith in people is like, you know, hey, you just wanted to prove that everybody was ugly as you. So yeah. let's talk about, do you have any any sort of justifiable backstory
1: behind a, an anti-hero or a villain that you can get behind? so, th- so that's a tough one. I-, I can almost. So. First, when I think of an anti-hero, I-, I think most people go straight to Deadpool. Deadpool's a good one. I go to Punisher, right? I always go straight. Punisher's to Punisher is another yeah. good one where they, so let's go with Punisher. Cause I think Punisher is a lot more relatable. Yeah. Than Deadpool, oh, absolutely. Right. you know, so, like, he's basically law enforcement just without the bad. Yeah. You know, that that's essentially what he is. You know, hes he's doing low-level crime. He'll help out with mid and high-level with help, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's someone that's relatable. Like, he went through a traumatic experience, and that's why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, if you look at the movie for Deadpool, right? It's the same kind of thing where go through this traumatic experience and now I want to get revenge or I mean we can even step out of you know comic books and talk about like John Wick oh yeah like you know in the last few movies where it's like I'm gonna kill you because you killed my dog right you know like that whole thing kind of. so technically it's like he's almost like an anti-hero in the sense like he's doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing you know, because it's against the law, but at the same time, you're like, I mean, I kind of understand.
0: Well, it's funny. You look at John Wick, and I know this isn't a movie per se podcast, but it's a nice, like, it's a character examination. And maybe we'll do cinematic. We'll do an episode on, on the John Wick series. We still haven't. But yeah. you look at John Wick, he works within the rules of his society. Like, he has yes. this, there's this whole other society of assassins, and whatever he does is well within those rules, rules. Uh, until the yeah. end of the second movie. But let's let's talk about when, when I think anti-hero, I always like I said, I always think Punisher. And mm-hmm. Punisher presents the most interesting moral question of all these heroes. What would you do? Like basically Frank Castle in the comic and let's let's get this out of the way. We do not support, condone, whatever it, we don't we have no opinion about it's a comic book character. Yes. To put real life perspective and beliefs on it. It's not the point. We we get into this medium to get out of our own world. And if you mm-hmm. listen to we did an we did an episode on the Netflix shows a while ago. It's actually one of our highest listened to episodes. Yeah. So if you guys uh, haven't checked it out, make sure you do that because we do talk about all the Punisher and Daredevil stuff. But for me, like pushing all the politics, it's it's a comic book. It is a TV mm-hmm. show. Let's let's leave that at the door. If you have your own personal opinions about whether the Punisher's. Uh, a culturally correct character in quotes, that that's that's fine. Keep your opinions, you know. We're we're all about it, but at the same time, like we're talking about a character. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if my family was murdered in front of me, and that is a very common superhero trope. Punisher, yes. Batman, you know, Daredevil lost. His, like it, it is a common trope for yeah. characters to lose. And we did our secret uh, identity episode last week where we talked about you know the impact on the rest of the family and it's funny you look at uh let's look at Spider-Man this this is one that people don't remember in the Sam Raimi movies like he indirectly kills that guy yeah the, the guy who killed uncle ben and nobody said a word he tried to murder sandman
1: in the third one and nobody said a word because it's because he's a good guy yeah. doing it and and he t- Spider-Man doesn't murder anyone. Well, it's a, it's like Batman Begins. You know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. That's you're yes. letting him die. It's the same thing. You're you're not killing, that, that you're always killing bothered him by me. Proxy. That always bothered me, and I
0: and I hate you know like because Batman for some reason has this really strong like moral belief. Like let's let's get this out of the way. Batman used guns in the beginning of his career. He carried a yeah. gun, and people are like, Batman can't use guns. Every Batman mm-hmm. movie. Every single Batman movie, he has used guns in some capacity, whether it's just the guns on the Batmobile or the Batwing, whatever it is, he has used guns. He's also used force that has killed people. Every Batman has killed someone in some capacity. All right. So but at the same time, I also love how he saves the Joker in the Dark Knight, because that's the point Mm -hmm. that is that is the point of Batman. We're going to talk about that in a second. So let's talk about the Joker. Joker is one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. Ronnie, why do you, why do you think the Joker is so popular?
1: Uh, to me, I think it's one of those, I, I truly believe in some ways he is a slightly relatable, you know, um, you know, cause like you say that it's that one bad day that made him flip a switch, you know, into what we see as the Joker. And I think it's just, so iconic because of the fact that that's kind of all the TV shows or, you know, all the animated stuff or whatever always had Joker in it. So he just came popular, you know, due to media and everything, you know, cause I feel like with comic books, it was very split between all of, you know, Batman's rogues and stuff like that. But he just kind of stood out because at times you kind of understand him and feel for him depending on which, Joker is being portrayed, right? Sometimes right. it's just, you know, he's mentally deranged and it's nothing like his fault. He's not just going, Oh, I want to kill people, it's just that's his mindset, you know, because of how he is. Yeah. Um that's why I think I, like I did the portrayal that we had in Dark Knight. It's
0: perfect. I I honestly I again that's also one of those characters where I think he gains so much more by not knowing. Yeah. Like we, we talked, I, we did a Joker episode. I think we did a, a, yes. a character study on the Joker. So make sure you guys, I'm plugging a lot of our old stuff though. Cause we have some, yeah, great, right? we, we, we still have some great episodes, but we talked about like the Joker Wolverine characters like that. They, they were benefited by the mystery around their character. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I love the Joker. Like, even though like the killing joke is one of the best Batman stories. Oh, yeah. of it, it, you know, it's the quote unquote unofficial or the official slash unofficial story of how the joker becomes the joker and it's one bad day and he even says it to batman he's like you had a bad day once and that's why you are the way you are yes and i think he he does a line i'm going to paraphrase it he's like you know sometimes i remember it one way sometimes another if i'm going to have a history i'd rather be multiple choice like you have a character like the joker who has a ton of different backstories you know there's been like the three jokers the killing joke all these different styles and suddenly you have this character that's just so ingrained in in society and pop culture. And that's why even though I did not particularly like the Joker movie, I understood it and I appreciate it and I'll still be the first one to sit in the theaters for the new one with uh Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens with that. But yeah. let's let's shift gears to another character who I really like and I never really thought of as I always thought of as a villain, but now is more of an anti-hero for me, Magneto.
1: Yeah, he He's one of those kind of like in like the Deadpool sense where they start off as a villain and then they move on to become more of like an anti-hero than a villain.
0: Well, it depends on the story, right? Like there are times yes. like in the original X-Men series, he was just a bad guy like that, that. Yeah, he was the bad guy. He was the villain of that story. And then he he kind of went back and forth. Then you do the uh, the prequel series like X-Men First Class where he has one of my one of my favorite lines of all time is when he catches all the missiles on the beach and he's turning them around slowly. And like Professor X is like, you know, Charles, uh, Eric, don't do this. You know, they're just following yeah. orders. And he stops. And it's like the worst thing you could have said to him. And he's like, I've been at the mercy of men just following orders. And yeah, yeah. it's just it's such a great line. It's such a great moment. And to see like apparently they were based on uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Like same, yes. here's our ideology, here's how we want to do it, but we have very different ways to do it. And yeah. not to say one way was right or the other, but like Magneto's one of those characters like I, I, un- I I'm not a Holocaust survivor like he was, but I, I get it. I understand yeah. why he would hate people like being experimented on and, and, and tortured and then just like, it's tough. Or you look at Wolverine, who was captured by a government program and like literally pulled apart and put back together. Um, Or even look at uh, one of our most popular, we have a couple of popular Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. Loki and Killmonger and Thanos are considered the best, some of the best characters in the entire series.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like Killmonger's a good one. You know, that to me is a villain that is. Very relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, I'm trying to I'm kind of this is my right to be here. You guys killed my dad. You know, this should be my birthright. Let me fight for it and everything.
0: Yeah. Killmonger was a fantastic character. And that goes back to how the villains are written. Even like uh Michael Keaton's Vulture was a lot of fun. And you how did you not relate to like, you know, Ronnie and I are both, you know, we we work jobs, we provide for our family to the best of our ability, and like I can't imagine if suddenly I walked into work and they're like, and you're done. Like, yeah, your contract's terminated. You lost all your money. And then now I like, I have a morga- I have a mortgage to pay. Like I have a cat yeah. that needs to eat. Like, <laughs> Oh, he's actually meowing in the background. For those of you guys who don't know, Maze the pod cat, probably more popular than we are on the show at this point. 100%. 100%. So you look at characters like that and you're just like, man, like I, I get it. even Thanos, like Thanos was popular because, even though he wasn't doing it right, and we do not support universal genocide, no, <laughs> we get we get it. Like, yeah, he had a point. He had like he was crazy, yeah. But he had a – like he, he could get to his reasoning. Why he didn't just? You know, I hate when people are like, "Well, why didn't he just double the resources?" That wasn't the point. It was teaching no. people how to use your resources
1: properly. Yes. Like, yeah. So he's one like you understand. Why he's doing it, you just don't understand with his method of, you know, action when it comes to executing the plan. So let's talk
0: a little bit about the psychological theories and concepts of some of these characters, all right? All right. Man, this—all right. So Freud, Sigmund Freud, created Mm -hmm. a structural model of the psyche, and that includes your id, your ego, and your superego. I put in some work for this one. Even producer Melanie's looking over like, what is he about to get into? All right, she, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to also trigger her to jump onto the podcast and start discussing things about, you know, superheroes. But anyway, all right, so the id is the primal and instinctual part of the mind, and mm-hmm. the ego is the realistic part of the mind that mediates between the desires of the id and superego, and the superego is the moral conscience. All right, so ready? Yes. Here we go. So some villains are driven primar- uh, purely by their id, their primal mm-hmm. and instinctual. Inst- Inst. Oh my God, primal instincts. Thank you. I can't talk anymore. What that was? I I used up all my, all my, all my intelligence on just that. All right. So that's a character like the Joker, who is chaotic nature. He just wants to see the world burn. And it is one of those great lines in The Dark Knight, where it's like, you know, some men aren't looking for certain things. And he, he even says he's like, you know, I like dynamite and gunpowder, like things that are cheap. I don't care. Um, and then you look at the ego, like a character like Lex Luthor, where it's yes. very calculated, very intelligent, and he justifies mm-hmm. his means by like, I'm killing Superman because he's a threat to the universe. Yes. And then you got antiheroes who basically go off their superego, like the Punisher, and yeah. his code against harming the innocent. So how do you feel about Freud's ideas and how they relate to comic book characters?
1: Uh, you know, they they definitely do that. Um, you know, you, you can pull different things, not even just from the villains or anything, but even some of like your superheroes aren't all just straight. You know, ego. Ego is that balance that you want, right? You want to have calculated moves. You want to be able to think about things, not just go like this and everything. You know, so I, I think I think everything kind of in a way is very psychological when it comes to the breakdown of how certain characters are developed mm-hmm. So let's move move concepts right
0: Machiavellianism all right and yes. it's a it's a personality trait that involves manipulation and deceit to achieve one's goals. the whole the ends justify the means. So yes. let's look at a character. It's characters who use cunning and strategy and manipulation. So I'm going to go with an actual movie reference, just because it's a lot of fun. The Emperor from Star Wars. Yes. He's a character that used all sorts of cunning and and manipulation and strategy and moving pieces. He's playing mm-hmm. chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Yes. Um, you got. Let's let's go with a comic book example. In and- Kang's a good one. Kang is, is a good one where he moves thing he's more move the pieces around and then see what happens kind of guy. I yeah. like Lex Luthor's a great example. Um but I always think for some reason now I think Darkseid in the animated universe where literally the entire animated DC universe all ended up with Darkseid basically winning. And you see yeah. throughout like he he did things or oh you know who's a good example? Eobard Thawne. Yes. The reverse flash always just literally trying to ruin Barry's life. Yeah. And the, the way that he goes about it half the time, it is horrifying. All right. All right so ready? We're, we're back more. Let's go with narcissism and megalomania. Oh, I love the. Me- but let's see. So the concept of narcissism is an inflated sense of one's importance and a deep need for admiration. So let's think of a character that needs everybody to love him, and he's always constantly trying to put on a show and a parade. Oh man, can we think of any characters, especially Justin Gold with horns? Me, yeah. To the point where it's a plot point in yep. the first Avengers movie, 100%. where like Tony Stark's like finally realizes where he's gonna like start this invasion. He's like, oh, he wants a parade and all that stuff. Yep. So Loki's a perfect example of a character yeah. that's just. More fueled by just wanting to be loved and admired. Oh, be a god! Yeah, what's that like?
1: You know, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I would say I keep you keep it pretty low key. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you get it. I'll, did
1: everyone see what he did there? That's, that's Do we some, need to give you a second.
0: My narcissism tells me that's really funny. Producer Melanie that's just though. heard herself fake laughing, but anyway. And uh, then, so it wasn't that good of a one it oh, wow every, all right i'm just gonna keep drinking my wine you could talk I about said it was why don't you talk I'm about i'm saying you, producer
1: melanie gave you a fake laugh i know but it, it is what it is
0: why don't you talk about <laughs> megalomania
1: what megalomania <laughs> is that my new nickname
0: <laughs> i Thanks can actually see that. that as like a superhero but name that, for you
1: that's basically the belief in one superiority so it's basically like you know, I'm I'm the ruler. So like, Kang is a good one for that, right? He's he's. This is my timeline. This is my world. This is my universe. You could do nothing, or you can even go with like ego. Oh, right? that's a good one. Look at you, deep, ah, deep same, cut. Deep cut. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> Look at you. You know,
1: he he's another good good one where it's like this is my world you are my son i want i created you to do this i did all this creation killed all these worlds because i want to take over i'd be very uncomfortable living
0: on a planet that was sentient like that yeah like you touch the wrong thing and and like he goes oh 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 sorry no don't be what yeah very uncomfortable (laughs) <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some moral disengagement, though. Uh, so it's a cognitive mm-hmm. process that allows individuals to behave unethically without feeling distress. So you look at a character like Killmonger, who his he justifies the things that he does. It's again going back to the a little bit more the ends justify the means, but in their case,
1: yeah.
0: they they know it's wrong. They know it's completely wrong but they just they're able to disengage from it. They're able to compartmentalize it in a way. Uh the Punishers are another really good. Unfortunately the Punishers are a really good example of a lot of these things or um Yes. You got Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's is a good example like he's yeah. got two halves where the the rider it's it's literally like disengagement personified. Yeah. Where cuz like you can't say the Hulk so much for that because even though the Hulk just, you know, wrecks stuff, he's not really an anti-hero per se. No. He's either, he's either a pure hero or a straight-up villain. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have something called the Dark Triad. It's a term that encompasses three negative personality traits, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. Whew. I am, I'm really – I'm digging deep on this one. Yeah, you are. Look yeah, at you go. I know, right? So you have psychopathy, which is the lack of empathy, remorse, and impulsive behavior. So – a good example is, uh, let's go with Batman. Victor Zsasz, he's a character that just kills for the sake of killing. Like, he yeah. he takes pleasure in it. He doesn't feel remorse. He doesn't feel bad. Um, or Black Mask in uh, Him and Birds and Prey. Yeah. Or The Fabulous Anticipation of One Harley Quinn. So stupid, that title. I know. I know you're such a Harley Quinn guy, but they should have just called it Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, no, I agree 100%.
0: Yeah. All right, so do you have any characters that come to mind that have all three
1: of those traits? Um, it, to be honest with you, I feel like they, they all do in a way, like all your villains, I should say, have, I, in my head kind of have all three where, you know, they are a little narcissistical and, you know, every, you know, that, and just by the means, I think a good one, you could even possibly go with like someone, like the Riddler. Ooh. All right. You know, oh, okay. like, like I he's got, kind of see that. you know, the manipulation with his riddles and stuff like that. And he also doesn't really have a care in the world as to what happens. Cause he's been so wronged in his life. Um, you know, and to, to him, like this, th- this is why I'm doing this is because I've been so wronged in my life and made fun of and bully, whatever it is. and I, I think he's a good one that kind of has all three.
0: I would, I'm going to go out of comic books again, and I also want to see if producer Melanie jumps in on this one. Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. One of the most disliked characters of all time.
1: Never watched it.
0: I know. I haven't watched a lot of it because... It, fun fact, I don't want to watch Game of Thrones for two reasons. One, most of the big events were spoiled for me well before like I ever even started the show. And then mm-hmm. two... This is a little behind the scenes. Producer Melanie and I had moved in for the uh, before we got married when uh, the last season was airing, and she, oh my god, from off camera she goes, ah, oh. she <laughs> hated the last season so much that the idea of yeah. me starting the show just to get to that, I was like, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, It sounds completely unpleasant to do that. So, all right, let's jump back into our characters though, because. This isn't a Game of Thrones podcast because God knows there's only one of them. So let's talk about complexity. Do you find that villains and antiheroes are more appealing because they are more complex than your traditional quote-unquote heroes?
1: I, I think, so. Um, think so because I feel like humans kind of empathize more uh, with flawed people, flawed mm-hmm. characters um so that's kind of where the appeal of the villain or anti-hero kind of comes into play is they at times they can be a little bit more relatable or we're just more attracted to them because they have flaws while you look at some of your superheroes and you're like they're perfect no human is perfect but this anti-hero this villain is imperfect just like me that's why
0: like you know, I like to think that if I woke up tomorrow and I had amazing superpowers that I would do great things for the world. But also, uh, I know for a fact that I have jaywalked more than once, and it's not something I'm proud of and I don't like to talk about it, but yeah. What if I become a villain called the Jaywalker? And that's my superpower. I just jaywalk. And I can't be caught under any circumstances. But for yeah. me like you you look at characters and you would think if I were to get all these amazing superpowers and become like super Incredible, like super duper man. That'd be my name. Super duper yeah. man. And or look at like Homelander from uh, uh, The Boys. He's yeah. a character that presents himself as a hero, but he is a straight up psychotic super villain in both the comics and the TV show. Oh, yeah. Even though the whole world thinks he's like super awesome, greatest guy ever. He's like going to religious ceremonies, yeah. he's baptizing people, <laughs> and then he's like crushing somebody while he's having uh, coitus with Stormfront. And yeah. even after she was discovered to be a Nazi, he was still kind of into it. Yeah. Stupid. He liked it more. <laughs> he liked it more. But anyway, so now talking talking about the relatability, do you find that the redemption arc has become
1: overly popular with villains? Um, uh, I mean, I don't think so because we don't really have any villains that had a redemption arc, with the exception of Loki.
0: Oh, there's one more that, that we discussed not too long ago. Do you remember? Uh, Siler, no. from, Siler from Heroes. Mostly because they didn't yeah. know what to do with him, and he was too popular to kill.
1: Yeah. So dumb.
0: Like, they, they managed but to I,
1: work it out, but... I mean, like, it worked in its favor. Like, like you can even say, you know, like... Like, look at Deadpool, like we talked about. At first, villain, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's in, you know, at least with the movies and now with, I don't I'm pretty sure with the comics too, he's turned more anti-hero-ish, you know? So I think he was the one that kind of sparked the whole uptake in attraction towards the anti-hero because we never really had a big anti-hero in, like, that popular. You know, like, you had... The Punisher is one, but he's known, but I think he's more known, you know, for his logo, you know, than than anything, you know. Um, But again, Loki, I think, is a great, great um, example of doing it right. Redemption art that works. It works. And it works
0: so well in the movies that they just had to show him a montage in the Loki TV show for him to get there. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So that is actually going to wrap us up for the most part. You know, there, there's also like one last thing we want to talk about is the pop culture phenomenon of the, mm-hmm. the anti-hero mostly. Yes. Like I have some anti-heroes. I think that are, I like more. Um, here's a perfect example. I like red hood better than I liked him as Robin. He was a perfect, yes. we, we, we teetered behind between two topics for tonight, just behind the scenes. Uh, we were either going to do hero, uh, anti-heroes and villains or, Or talk about legacy characters. And Jason Todd is a perfect example of a legacy character that became more popular after he changed who he was. Um, You got characters like that. I like The Punisher. And I really, I did enjoy The Punisher TV show for the most part. I I had some qualms with it, but uh, John Barathal was perfect as Frank Castle. Like one of the best casting choices. And I really hope that with this new level of um. Disney plus and stuff like that. Cause supposedly he is coming back, which I really hope I'd give yeah. him a, just give him a movie at this point. I, I would, oh, I, I would watch a John Barenthal Punisher movie. I really think he'd be a lot of fun, but yeah, 100%. yeah. Or even look at, you know, I'm trying to think of another really good legacy character just off the cuff, but I'm going to stick with red hood. Cause he's just, he's a, a perfect example of an antihero.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're just talking straight legacy, you almost can go with like nightwing too. Yeah. But he's not an anti hero. No, well, that's what I'm saying. If you're just saying just legacy, nothing to do with anti-hero. Yeah, I'm trying trying
0: to think of some some really good anti-heroes off the top of my head. Like, I love Red Hood. I love Wolverine. Um, Mm I'm trying to think. Who else? Well, I mentioned Wolverine twice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Punisher. I would even put Daredevil kind of on the cusp. Like, he's right. He's on the the line there. But for me, like, a good anti-hero, even though I don't necessarily get drawn to them completely, I do really enjoy when our heroes kind of get to that point you know So, yeah. and some of our heroes have crossed the lines like Batman's crossed the line more than once Um Cyclops cl- crossed the line once he he, ev- he evaporated Professor Hex yes. once like I forget which comic that was but it's, it's an awesome shot Uh Magneto's another really good one you know you got some really interesting characters and a lot and yeah. complexity is where it's at you know you look at or even Black Adam, we enjoyed for the <laughs> most part the Black Adam movie. He's another character that started off as a pure villain in the comics, yeah. He's, now he's an anti hero. Uh, the movie left a little something to be desired, but I think for the most part, we all enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, better than Flash <sighs>
1: <laughs> 100%. I mean, you,
0: oh, by the way, we did not even mention they dropped the Aquaman 2 trailer this week. Did you see it?
1: I've not seen it yet. It
0: it's it's unfortunate because it looks interesting, but you can tell WB has no interest in it.
1: Yeah, do you know? What, I think they're trying to wipe the slate clean.
0: Do you know what mo- uh, record this movie already has? What the shortest amount of time between the first trailer release and the actual movie release? Really? Yeah, like this movie comes out in three months, and we just got our first trailer. That's that's a big red flag. Really big red flag.
1: It is, but it's also I wonder if they're doing it on purpose just to try to keep everything so hush, 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 and not like have those ebbs and flows and, you know, content and traffic for the movie.
0: Well, also, they did four different sets of reshoots on that. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually asked by producer Melanie to mention the following characters as she's – um messaging me right now as she's sitting four feet away just
1: just tell her to come on air
0: just tell her to come on air i don't know if i tell her to come on air nope she's shaking her head shaking her head uh shaking her head yes uh some anti-heroes that she wanted to mention uh she mentioned deadpool venom Mm -hmm. which we did not mention venom he's one of my favorite anti-heroes i will yep she knows me well i've been playing the new. i've been playing the old spider-man game to get ready for the new spider-man game uh moon knight blade (laughs) Oh, how did I forget this one? Constantine. Oh, I forgot my boy, my favorite. You
1: are the worst the Constantine worst fan. I am not ever. the
0: worst Constantine fan. How dare you? You just wait <laughs> till I get my next set of tattoos. All right, here, you ready? Here's a deep cut. And I'm going to get producer Melanie's going to have some sort of thought on this, and I'm sure you will too. Am I going to need some
1: stitches? No. You,
0: what? No. St- shut up. Um, <laughs> is Dean Winchester an anti hero? Oh, <laughs> Oh I mean, Ronnie Ronnie lost his mind just now. All right. He, we we did do a supernatural he episode. So.
1: And Sam. I, I think him and Sam are definitely. I will argue what? that to a point. Dean
0: Winchester is 10 trillion percent an anti-hero. Yes. He will do whatever he has to do for the mission. Include yeah. like there was a whole episode in season season seven where he kills uh I forget the name of the uh, Amy is the name of the character played by dual state is her name from from uh, Serenity or from Firefly. Excuse me. And it was like Sam's friend, childhood friend and blah, blah, blah. He's like, please don't kill her. Like, and he kills her and he waits. And Sam doesn't find out for a long time. And it's like a whole thing. <clears throat> yeah. Dean, mm-hmm. Dean Winchester is an antihero. Sam went full villain before redeeming himself.
1: Yes, he was one of those good guy, villain, anti hero.
0: Yep. But uh, our, let's see. Producer Melanie's also saying spawn, which is a good one. Spawn's a really good one. Yeah. Taskmaster, I'll argue that one a little bit.
1: Uh oh, we we about to have a fight in the household. <laughs> no, no.
0: But yeah, we got some we got some good ones. I might I think next week's fan feedback Friday is gonna be who's your favorite antihero and villain. So that is yeah. going to wrap us up. We do have fan feedback Friday, though, and we had, a, we had a couple of votes on this one. So the choice was between a red pill and a blue pill. The red pill gave you all the abilities of the Justice League, and the blue pill gave you all the abilities of the X-Men. So we had – this was a more of a vote kind of one. We had four for the red pill, and we had only one for the blue pill. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm all about it. Let's. Oh, and uh, producer Melanie also told me to mention Kane Parker. I think she just also Googled a list of anti heroes and she's trying to see how many she could throw at me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kane Parker, for those of you guys who don't know, is one of the clones of Spider Man. He took over as uh, one of the Scarlet Spiders at one point, has one of the best spider costumes of all time. But, anywho, so that is going to wrap us up. If you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. You go onto our Facebook page, the Multiverse Fancast, every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> She's still sending me. Sorry. But anyway, (laughs) you guys will pop and it pops up over there. So make sure you guys like it and you uh, answer the question, whatever it is. It's always a lot of fun. Then we also have our Facebook page, all of our Instagram page, Twitter, TikTok, she's still... Red Hulk, yes, Red Hulk is another one. Now she's just messing with me. Now she knows it's... it's Melanie is one of them. Melanie is an (laughs) anti-hero. She is the anti-hero. But anyway, make sure you guys check us out on all of our social media, and also you can check out our website, themisfaction.com. Ronnie just put his first article up on uh, the website, so make sure you guys check that out. Give it a little bit of love. And I think that's pretty much gonna wrap us up for tonight. As always, I'm Paul... I'm Ronnie. And apparently Yandu's another character that I should have mentioned. <laughs> and we'll be back in a flash. See ya. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while, maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started, if you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us, that is a gift from us, so make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction, you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction